our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. They were too fast to be an airplane. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where you listen not because you want to believe, but because you want to know. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for tuning in. I also want to welcome all the new listeners. If this is your first time, make yourself at home, and I'm glad you joined us. Remember, more than a show, this is a movement set on informing the world teaching and finding out everything about the hidden knowledge being kept secret from humanity. If you need to get in touch with me, with comments or questions for me or our future guests, send an email to mel, that's M-E-L, at veritasshow.com. Tonight we have a full show and our special guest is Dr. Michael Sala. Among many interesting topics, he has a new book out, Exposing U.S. Government Policies on Extraterrestrial Life, the Challenge of Exopolitics. Also, on our first segment, Angela Joyner joins us. Angela broke the Stephen Veal UFO story early last year and was dismissed by her own newspaper for having reported it. Today's interviews took most of our allotted time, actually more than usual. But as you know, so far we don't have any limitations. Instead, any important news I will include on our blog. Speaking of our blog... For the past few weeks, I've received lots of advice from the UFO blogger community and would like to publicly thank all of them for their efforts toward this program and for the great work informing the world on the latest news. Let me start by thanking the blogger for 22050 Hertz or 22050 Hertz from Canada, which by the way, I had to ask her if that was some kind of radio frequency. And indeed, the clever name is based on the radio frequency used by extraterrestrials to communicate with us on the movie Contact. Very clever. 
she also submitted the very first Veritas contest video. The other contributor is UFO Blogger from Britain, who provided some informational widgets a few weeks ago and opened a Twitter account for us. And lastly, the Webby team from Webby UFO Believers Blog, who also submitted the newest Veritas video contest video. Another nice one, I must add. You can view this and the other videos on the video section of the website. In addition, they provided the two small slideshows you now see on our homepage. All of them are taking this show very seriously, and your assistance and involvement are very appreciated. Thanks again. That said, let me share with you the new technologies that we have implemented so we can make this show a true interactive experience, given the limited resources we have. In one week, we have added the following features. Number one, a Facebook page for the show. Just search for Veritas Show on Facebook. Even Wheatley Streber signed up yesterday, even before we announced it. I hope you join it so we can all keep in touch. Number two, a chat roll. A few weeks ago, I had no idea what a chat roll was. Now the Veritas community has a place to stop by and chat 24-7. Furthermore, soon we will have chats with some of our guests. How about if you sign on to our Facebook group and I will have a chat with all of you. To find out when the chat will be, I'm only going to tell you it's going to be next week. For the rest, you have to join the Veritas Show group on Facebook. Number three, Twitter, to spread the word through our blog. Number four, although we had what I considered a blog, it was not advanced enough. So I was compelled to make it a true blog. And if you have visited, you can now see the difference. Now, instead of focusing on news on the show, we'll allot more time to our guests, and you can still follow the news on the blog. Number five, the Veritas video contest to spread the word. The contest ends on March 31st, and I will add a poll system and let you decide which ones are the winners. Number six, this one is not available yet, but it will soon. A forum. That way, we can create a true community of truth seekers, similar to the forum over at Project Avalon. Next week, on Friday the 13th of February, our special guest is John Lear, who lives on the moon. If you have heard John Lear speak before, you know this will be a great show. And on Friday, February the 20th, Sergeant Clifford Stone, UFO Crash Retrievals and Technology. If you enjoyed his appearance on Coast to Coast AM this week, expect much more. Remember, we're unscripted, uncensored, and uncut. Let's take a quick break, and when we return, Angela Joyner will be with us directly from Stephenville, Texas. You may remember her as the reporter who broke the Stephenville Lights UFO story. Don't go anywhere.
Angela Joyner, formerly a staff writer of the Stephenville Empire Tribune. Angela is known internationally for breaking the UFO sightings in Stephenville, Texas, in January of 2008. Angela appeared on Larry King Live and continues to do many interviews across the nation. With us, directly from Stephenville, Texas, Angela Joyner. Hello, Angela, and thanks for joining us on The Veritas Show. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, and thank you for having me on. Before I ask you for the latest Stephenville news, for those in the audience around the world who may not know who you are, just a few. Can you give us a quick recount of how it all started back in 2008? Yes. Um, in January 2008, I was contacted by Steve Allen, a local pilot, and um, he had he explained to me he was with three other people and had seen something that he he didn't know what it was. And uh, from there, I wrote the first story printed on uh, January the 10th, and uh, subsequently um, it went national and then international with just within a few days. So it became quite a quite a large story for this mass sighting we had in Stephenville. You said, and I quote, I don't want to say anything bad about the newspaper, and that's the Empire Tribune. I don't want to say anything bad about the newspaper. They're just interested. They're just not interested anymore. But it was a record sale month in the history of the Empire Tribune for January of 2008. Unquote. Not interested anymore when they had a record sale month sounds a bit conflicting to my business logic. What do you believe was a real reason that they dismissed you and they said they were it was an embarrassing story? Well, I think that the uh, publisher and editor um, got some mixed reviews from maybe uh, people with the city council or at the Chamber of Commerce. Um, they did, you know, things like we don't want to be the next Roswell and, and things like that. Um, I had given my notice because I had been asked to ignore the witnesses and not to speak with them anymore, and I didn't feel that I could do that, so I had given my notice, and then a week into my notice, they asked me to leave. So it was, a, it was not a comfortable place for me to be. How can you be a true journalist when you ignore your credible witnesses? Well, they felt that it was time to move on, and I just didn't feel like I could abandon those people because they had been thrust into the limelight just like I was. Um, we had news trucks everywhere, uh, lots of uh, folks still interested, and I was still the media contact, and I was still the witness contact, so I didn't really have a way to honor their wishes, even though I tried. I tried to uh, uh, put all of that attention to my after-hours time, and uh, it just didn't work out. So they let you go, but I heard they're now covering the story themselves. That's insincerity, duplicity, double standard, hypocrisy, or perhaps you really asked the right questions to the right people. Um, they did do a story back in October we had a, uh, a mass sighting again, and they they did do a story. But um, just a few days later, the reporter that did that story uh, put a piece on their opinion page that said she was forced to do the story and wasn't uh, 
she was afraid it would ruin her fledgling career. So she wasn't, uh, to me that said, you know, there's a little bit of bias going on right there already. So I'm not sure um, how how they've handled that since, but I know they were getting a lot of phone calls and they felt pressured to do another story is, is my take on it. Someone who worked in Washington wrote a letter to the newspaper last year. And I quote, the media can be pressured to drop sensitive stories concerning UFOs, extraterrestrial life and fire employees who continue to pursue them. All it takes is a phone call from someone with a high national security clearance to the head of the media company who relays instructions down to the hierarchy. This is typically done secretly behind the scenes, so no one is left guessing as to what really happened. If this happened to the Empire Tribune, then the public deserves to know the truth, unquote. To when are in, have you come to your own conclusions as to why they terminated you and why they harassed a credible witness like Ricky Sorrells? Um, okay, now, who, who do you believe uh, was doing the harassing of Ricky Sorrells? Well, that's the that's question? the question. Uh, basically, to the have you come to your own conclusion as to why they terminated you and why they harassed a credible witness stated by this person who wrote to the newspaper? Apparently, some of your witnesses were being told to stop talking. Okay, Ricky Sorrells was told to stop talking, but we don't know um, exactly. You know, anybody can call you up and say, I'm with the Air Force, I'm Captain so-and-so. We didn't right. really have a way to to verify that, but um, somebody did call him and identify themselves as military, and um, Ricky had had a lot of trouble with black helicopters flying really low over his property. Um, he has a few head of cattle and uh, scaring his cattle. You know, you don't want your cattle run through fences. Sure. And um, they had a heated discussion on the telephone, and the man says, if you stop talking, you know, then we'll stop flying. And so Ricky did stop talking, and the helicopters uh, ceased. So he didn't talk again until uh, July the 11th, when we did the Larry King live show to right. uh, release the radar report. And we were a little concerned that all that might start up again, but it but it didn't. Um, yeah, he had some problems like that. He had a man come on his property in the middle of the night that he didn't know who he was. Um, he had uh, several things like that go on. Um now, I believe it's because Ricky had so much detail um, about what he saw. He's the only witness in our area that had a daytime sighting. Now, how are you now, and where are you now employed? I'm a free, freelance writer. I um, work uh, from home and uh, mostly as a correspondent for the Abilene Reporter News. Are you working on a book on the events that... Uh had so much impact in your life? Well, you know, so many people ask me that about a book. And um, I had thought early on I would do a book, and then when I really got down to it, I thought, uh, I don't know if this would uh, be a very interesting book. So I kind of dropped it. And then here lately I have sort of gotten an angle that I think I might 
try to work on one. Uh, we'll just have to see how that goes. You probably met uh, Dr. Linkit Tai on the Phoenix Lights. She also wrote a book. Yes, and she just called me yesterday. That's funny you should mention her. She's a nice lady. Yes, she certainly is. I met her uh, last year. Have there been any more threats or any additional impact on your journalistic career? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I'm i in a small town, so it's not like I can just, uh, you know, go to another newspaper and, and pick up where where I left off. So um, uh, it's uh, it's been an interesting year. Um, I'm not bitter about any of it. Um, it's been a good experience for me. I have met so many intelligent, smart, wonderful people in this field that otherwise I would have not, you know, I would have never known them. And, um, I, you know, I feel like it's just onwards and upwards and, and we'll just see where it leads me. Well, as they say, one door closes and many others open. Right. And um, uh, I have gotten gotten to do some traveling and uh, do some speaking, and uh, and that has been uh, really eye opening. Before this happened, Mel, I was not interested in UFOs at all. Um, if I had seen something on television, or you know, picked up a magazine that might have something in it, I'd think, well, that's interesting, and forget it. I didn't. Uh, didn't concentrate on anything uh, like this. And um, I would say once the UFO bug bit me, it got a big chunk. (laughs) 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 And and, uh, I read daily about it, and I've tried to learn the history, you know, the historical sightings, um, uh, tried to learn about those. I depend on um, a lot of people to kind of guide me through those. Grant Cameron helps me, and so does uh, Frank Warren. Uh, You probably know who they are. Sure. And uh, the UFO community really embraced me and uh, took me under their wing, and I I really appreciate that um, because it was a rough road to hoe there for a while. I didn't really know what I'd gotten into and uh it's 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 been really eye opening before you know i think i'm probably was like other people think well yeah ufo's those people are are a bunch of kooks and then to find out they're very educated uh well researched well spoken people you know it's just not the case at all and then when i started receiving um emails from places like Finland, Lebanon, Japan, all over the world, you know, I really didn't realize how large the UFO community is and and how these sightings do happen all over the world. So it's been a real education for me. And um, somebody, I think it was Grant Cameron, asked me the other day, would you do it again? Well, yes, I would. I miss my job at the newspaper but uh, yes, I would do it again because it has—it's um, just made my world so much larger. What reaction have you received from your fellow journalists, those from your old newspaper, and those nation and worldwide? Well, some some journalists um, 
in the beginning, they said, how did you have the guts to do this story? <laughs> and um, um, I remember... A le- Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.